0: Locked On Podcast Network and Radio.com present Locked On Today.
1: The SEC almost had it all. Clearly, everyone underestimated the ACC. Plus, what teams, if any, are capable of beating Gonzaga? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today.
0: Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start
2: with the biggest story.
1: LSU made a game effort against Michigan, but it's going to be Alabama and Arkansas representing the SEC in the Sweet 16. Joining me now from Locked On SEC, Chris Gordy. And Chris, the way Alabama in particular looked, there is a very real pathway here, especially with the way the bracket broke for them that Alabama could be looking at a, a, a little bit of a Cinderella final four run even if they are a two seed I don't think there are a lot of people that thought they were going to be that kind of team and yet here they are
3: yeah you have to be impressed with uh, how Alabama has looked I mean obviously they they put it on Maryland in, in this game uh, on Monday 96 to 77 but you know just the way the bracket shapes up for Alabama they get 11 seed UCLA in the sweet 16 and Nothing against UCLA. They've had to fight and claw their way through here. But really, you know, when you talk about who they've beaten, okay, they beat BYU and Abilene Christian. So Alabama's going to be a heavy favorite uh, in Vegas over UCLA. And they'll be expected to at least get to the Elite Eight. And then when you talk about who they're matched up with, uh, Michigan versus Florida State, obviously Michigan's the one seed. But if the Seminoles can find a way to win that, as the four seed, Alabama, they would be favored over Florida State in the Elite Eight. So really, there is a path here for Alabama to be a Final Four team. And man, uh, you can't say enough about what a, a great coaching job Nate Oates has done this year with this team. They're fun to watch. They shoot a ton of threes and would not surprise me if they have it in them to make it all the way.
1: The other team uh, still left, Arkansas, um, they, they have a little bit of a tougher path um if if they want to make a final four run but but they've looked good too here do you think there there could be you know a a double sec run deep into this tournament here
3: yeah i thought arkansas you know it was really going to be a tough game against texas tech and it was they were able to find a way to gut it out but now i think it sets up easier for them i mean i thought we were going to get a rematch of arkansas against florida and sec on sec matchup in the sweet 16 but Oral Roberts finds a way to pull it out, the 15 seed, and Arkansas is going to be a heavy Vegas, you know, favorite over Oral Roberts in the next round. So uh, I think Arkansas, they're going to take care of business against Oral Roberts in the Sweet 16, and then, you know, likely a date with one seed Baylor coming up in the Elite Eight. Of course, Baylor's got to get past Villanova first, but, you know, that might be where the road ends for Arkansas, but we've seen some crazier things in this tournament, Uh there is a chance we could end up with uh, two of the four teams in the final four from the SEC. Indeed,
1: and and in a year where you know we didn't have the Kentuckys and the Tennessees of the world in the SEC, uh, we we still have two really strong teams. And and even if Arkansas only makes the Elite Eight, right? Only is doing a lot of unnecessary work in that sentence. That would be a tremendous accomplishment for Arkansas and Alabama, as we said, a legitimate. Uh, a, a chance here to make the Final Four.
3: Yeah, keep in mind, the last time Arkansas made it this deep, 1996, when they won it all. So don't count out the racerbacks just yet. They're a team that can certainly play multiple different styles of basketball. They can run it, they can slow it down, they can defend. So they're certainly a team that should uh, not be slept on down the stretch.
1: It turns out just because the Blue Bloods in the ACC had a down year doesn't mean there weren't dangerous teams in the tournament. That's next. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.ag. Just because the NFL is over doesn't mean there still aren't plenty of ways for you to make some money betting on your sports knowledge. And there's one place that has you covered, one place that we trust. That's betonline.ag. And right now, when you sign up for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you will get a 50% Welcome bonus. That means they will give you money just for putting money in your account. It couldn't be easier. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. There's NBA to bet on, college basketball, baseball is going to be here before you know it. Hockey, golf is a blast to gamble on. And when you go to betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on, you will get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, Your Online Sportsbook Experts. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Buying car parts can be a major hassle, especially right now when you don't want to go into the store and even if you do go into the store, you have to deal with someone behind the counter who is going to have to go look up the parts in their warehouse on their computer. You have a computer, you have a smartphone, you have the internet, you can go to rockauto.com and do it yourself. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They've got a unique and remarkably easy to navigate catalog. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer and best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same part go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you
0: now here's what you need to be locked on today
1: Southern California continued a banner tournament for the Pac-12, beating Kansas 85-51, more than doubling the worst margin of defeat for the Jayhawks in 49 trips to the NCAA tournament. The Pac-12 is now 9-1, with four of its five teams reaching the Sweet 16. And speaking of one of them... Oregon played their first game of the tournament on Monday after getting an unexpected buy when COVID-19 protocols prevented VCU from playing the Ducks in the first round. A rested and ready Ducks were ready for the second-seeded Iowa Hawkeyes and they cruised to a 95-80 win. Here's Ducks head coach Dana Altman on the process leading up to their game versus Iowa. You know, we were really disappointed Saturday. Um... You know, and then we got to the practice floor, and it started out slow. But then the guys, you know, kind of bounced back. Like, hey, we got a game, you know, and and they were excited about playing. A lot of our guys, you know, we only got two guys that have played in the tournament, and so the rest of our guys were just so excited to play. And when it didn't happen, uh, you know, they were a little down. But you know, we just kept stressing, hey, we got a game, you know, hey, you know. And so we practiced, uh, we ran a lot uh, Saturday night, and then we practiced hard yesterday, not real long. But we went live, and uh, you know we we scrimmaged some, and and uh, just felt like we had to get some game action, and I think it helped us get ready. After a mostly chalk day one in the women's NCAA tournament, things got interesting on day two, Monday. 12-seeded Belmont upset the 5th seed, Gonzaga, 64-59. The 13th seed in Wright State upset the 4th seed, Arkansas, 66-62. And 11th seed, BYU upset number 6, Rutgers, 69-66. The wait is over in Houston. Finally, they get a dub. And Locked on Rockets host, Jackson Gatlin, is popping the bubbly.
0: It's over. It's done. The losing streak is has come to a close. The Rockets are no longer
1: on the worst losing streak in franchise history. And you know what that means? That means we're popping bottles.
0: We got the champagne right here. It's done, it's over. I'm excited. This team is no longer losing. There it goes. We are pouring it out right now into what else but a Rockets mug. The Rockets with the win over the Toronto Raptors finishing
1: their worst losing streak in franchise history for a full breakdown on the game and for celebratory drinks. Be sure to check out Locked on Rockets, your team every
2: single day.
0: Here is another story you need to know. Who says
1: the ACC is down? Syracuse going to the Sweet 16, Florida State going to the Sweet 16. Joining me now from Locked on Syracuse, Tyler Aki. And Tyler, it, it brings me a, a, a great amount of personal joy to be here talking to you as a Syracuse graduate. Um, I will try not to devolve into uh, Orange Homer, but I, I can make no promises on this. It does seem remarkable, though, that given where Syracuse was just like a week or two ago that they're now in the Sweet 16, yet this seems to be a trend for Bayheim teams over the last, like, 10 years.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. This is, once again, I mean, it's the third time in five years that he's pulled off one of these miracle runs, and he keeps doing it, and I credit a lot to the 2-3 zone because you look at the way the defense has thrown these teams for a loop in the tournament. I mean, look in that West Virginia game, especially in that first half. How many times did you see a pass, end up not even within five feet of a Mountaineer player. Mm -hmm. I mean, it wasn't wasn't even close to being near a West Virginia player. So the 2-3 zone is throwing these teams fits. And I got to say, you tip your hat to Beheim. He caught a lot of criticism throughout the year, but he is putting together one heck of a coaching performance right now. And how about his son, too? I mean, pretty nice recruit to have uh, in your own uh, home sometimes, too.
1: Yeah, you you'd think Jim has a has a pretty good feel for buddy's game uh, buddy has been unbelievable in the tournament um I I don't think he's missed uh so far in in the first two games yeah, we're
2: still waiting for it yeah
1: but but there were questions about the rotations and are the right guys playing all of those questions seem uh, a long way away at this point but then there are these questions about the ACC and I mentioned at the top it's a down year. Duke's not very good. UNC loses to Wisconsin in the first round. And yet we have the, these teams who, frankly, both Florida State and Syracuse have played really well in two games. They look dangerous in the tournament. Is it in retrospect a little overblown that that the ACC had this like terrible down year? Or you know, it's just a, just a little bit of a fluky run here.
2: No, I still think you could qualify this as a down ACC year. I mean, you're used to seeing four, five. I mean, heck, we saw even as many as six ACC teams in the Sweet 16 not too long ago. So to only have two and they're not your traditional Duke Carolina, the teams that are pulling in talent left and right and you can say oh well Virginia got upset and they were dealt a bad hand because they were coming into Indianapolis the day of the game and all that but at the end of the day the the ACC did not perform so far in this tournament you're looking at Syracuse and you're looking at Florida State that is kind of hauling everyone along and I guess you could say the same thing a raw deal for Georgia Tech too who was without their best player for their opening matchup but at the end of the day, it's still only two teams from the ACC still standing in the sweet 16. And you're used to having almost a quarter of the field consist of ACC teams. It feels like
1: what teams, if any can beat the Zags, our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at built bar. And we've told you all about the built bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar all covered in 100% chocolate. Yet, it's low-calorie, low-fat, high-fiber, high-protein. And they are getting in on the madness with a bracket challenge of their own. Today's matchup, chocolate brownie chunk versus lemon almond cheesecake. And the chocolate brownie chunk is one of my absolute favorites. And that would be who I voted for. But you have a vote in this too. Go to billboard.com or bar underscore built on Twitter and let your voice be heard. Plus, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get a 15% discount on your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 to get a 15% discount on your next order at builtbar.com.
0: Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day.
1: Gonzaga rolls yet again. They take down Oklahoma, the 8-seed, 87-71, and they have been easily uh, the most dominant team, at least to my eyes, through the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. Joining me now from Locked On Cardinals, Bo Brock, also the host of the Spokane Hoopcast. And Bo, you were on the the show a couple weeks ago talking about a, a BYU game with Gonzaga where BYU played this this terrific first half and still ended up losing by double digits. And you, you spoke about the depth of, of this Gonzaga team. We have seen it in spades so far. Who that you have seen in the tournament can even present a challenge to these guys?
0: That's a tough question. You have to probably look deeper into the bracket than the next couple rounds because they face Creighton in the next round. And you mentioned it, I mean, as far as the diversity in in the way that they put up those points, it's different each and every night. I mean, in the first round you saw Corey Kispert lead this team in scoring and he does it by getting to the hoop, shooting threes. And then this game against Oklahoma was Drew Timmy inside, putting up a double, double 30 and 13 with that ferocious Fu Manchu. I mean, they can just beat you in so many different ways. I mean, we talk about depth. It's it's not there when you look at the box score. I mean, they're playing seven to eight players, but just where the scoring comes from—that's when we're talking about the diversity, and that's where it's going to be tough to slow this team down. And I don't see it happening at least for not, you know the next three rounds before they really run into a speed bump, Peter, Peter. Yeah, and and what's
1: really remarkable is you know we spent some time talking about Jalen Suggs last time you were on. He goes 5 for 13 and still gets his 16, 3, and 3 and contributes in meaningful ways across the board. He he really didn't have a great game, and they cruise. I mean, I understand depth. When we think of depth, normally we think of, okay, this team can play 8, 9, 10 guys and just throw waves of bodies at you. Gonzaga's a little bit different because it's not that they have you know a bunch of guys. It's just that every guy that they play on the floor, they by themselves can, can win you, you know, a five minute stretch of the game. And we've seen it. I mean, we we, we've seen it over the course of the season. It's someone new every game or, you know, every third game,
0: that is the depth we're talking about here. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, you look at their starting five and each one of these guys would be the star of most college basketball programs, Drew Tammy, Corey Kispert, Jalen Suggs, Andrew Nimhardt who's a guy who transferred over from Florida and Joel Ayai. I mean, all these guys would be the star of, you know, any other program, but they just kind of fit and Mark Few just kind of finds different ways to get them involved each and every game. And and that's kind of the the way I'm sure things stay interesting for the Zags. Is there a
1: team, as you look at the bracket, like Baylor, when they defend the way that we saw them defend against Wisconsin and and over the course of the season, we've seen them ratchet up the defense in that way. That seems like the matchup to me, and we could only get it in the national championship, that, okay, that is the kind of team that could give Gonzaga problems. What are you seeing from the teams that are left here?
0: That's the matchup that we were robbed of in December that college basketball fans they need to see it because it's contrasting styles, right? The defensive team in Baylor, the offensive team in Gonzaga. It's going to come down to the to the final four. Is it going to be, you know, Obama? Is it going to be Baylor? I hope that we don't get robbed the second time, chance at seeing Baylor versus Zach.
1: Hall of Fame forward Elgin Baylor, who followed his illustrious playing career with a decades-long tenure as L.A. Clippers general manager, has died at the age of 86. Baylor died of natural causes Monday, considered one of basketball's greatest players. Baylor was an 11-time All-Star and a 10-time All-NBA selection during his 14 seasons with the Lakers from 1958 to 1971. He was the 58-59 Rookie of the Year as well as the All-Star Game MVP that season. He averaged a double-double for his career, posting 27.4 points and 13.5 rebounds per game. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked On Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Wednesday, if you've buried your heads in your brackets, you may have missed at least one team making moves in the NFL. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.